Starting and running a business is hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Whether you're an established business owner or thinking about starting a side hustle to earn extra income, I am here to teach you how to show up as your unfiltered self, level up your business, and thrive as a mompreneur. Let's embrace the chaos and start enjoying the journey together. I'm Amy Tra, and you're listening to the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Welcome back into the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast, everyone. Today, I am joined by Colleen Glinton of Colleen Glinton Fitness. Thank you so much for taking time out of your crazy schedule to talk with us today. I'm so excited to be here. So thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, it's my pleasure. So tell us more about you. Who are you? What do you do? Who do you help? So my name is Colleen Glinton and I am a health and fitness coach. I help moms and women unapologetically become number one in their life. Um, I have been on my own journey to find myself and know the power um, in choosing you first and how we need to be first so that we can really show up for the very people that we love in the way that we really, truly want to do it. So through my own journey, I have um, I started my own business, Colleen Glinton Fitness, where I do help moms in uh, personal training, as well as group training, as well as um, group programming and really just building building community. I'm new to the space. I've only been in the entrepreneurial life for about two years. Um, so still brand new, um, but super excited to um, be in this space and be able to reach as many moms as possible. I am a wife. I have been married for 10 years. Uh, my wife and I celebrated our 10 year anniversary in August. So uh, we have been together for 10 years. Um, I have a beautiful son. He's five years old. Uh, we are located on Long Island, New York. Um, we've been here. I've been here for about 11 years. Um, and yeah, I'm just a little bit, a bit about myself. Um, I grew up as a dancer. I was a competitive dancer from the time that I was, I believe, 13 until I graduated 18, became a dance teacher right off. I became a dance teacher when I was... Um, 15, I think it was, and then really started to get my own classes when I was 18, competitively taught until I was um, in my 30s, and then decided it was time for me to try something different. I had been a CrossFit coach for a couple years. I found CrossFit right before I got pregnant. So I found it, loved it, wasn't able to do it while I was pregnant. I, have a, I had a very difficult pregnancy. So, um, but still follow the sport, still love the sport. And then after I had my son, got back into it from my own personal health. And then through COVID, I found my way to the coaching space in CrossFit. Um, my dear friend who owns the CrossFit gym that I work out currently at um, needed help. COVID really kind of hurt a lot of us and um, she needed help. And so I took my L1, became a CrossFit coach. So between being a mom, between being a wife, between being a, a woman, I am and my own business and coaching. Um, I wear many different hats, but at the end of the day, I am the most important person in my life so that I can do everything and be everything for all the people that I care very, very much about. So I'm super excited to be here. And that's just a little tidbit into who I am. Oh my gosh, that is so good. And that is something that can be such a challenge for us as moms is putting ourselves as number one. So I love that you speak on that because you think about it, it goes back to the whole like empty cup analogy. But one that really has resonated with me lately is, all right, your cell phone. So what do you do every single day with your cell phone? What do you have to do? 
you have to charge the darn thing because if you don't charge it, you're not going to be able to use it the next day. So really prioritizing ourselves as number one isn't selfish. It's really self-care. So where do moms even start? Where do we start making that change? Um, I think the hardest step and the first step is just giving yourself permission. We need to give ourselves permission. You know, we, I believe that as mothers, we're put in a box of what motherhood is. We're told by society, we're told by friends, we're told by our parents generationally um, in this world of social media, like we're supposed to be a certain way. A stay-at-home mom is supposed to check all these boxes, supposed to be this, supposed to be this, supposed to be this. A working mom is supposed to be this. And I feel like what happens is that moms are placed in such a box that when we start to think and desire something different, we don't give ourselves the permission to do it. And I think that's the hardest thing for us to do is to give ourselves the permission to take the step to start prioritizing ourselves. So that's a lot that I hear from my moms is like, I I can't do it. I just can't do it. And, you know, and then the conversation kind of comes up in the questions come up, well, why can't you do it? Well, and then you kind of get deeper. And usually what it comes down to is because, well, my mom did it differently. My mom did it this way and she's raised me to do it this way. I'm supposed to do it the same exact way. And, you know, what we see is just generations and generations and generations of burnout and um, moms just constantly being on this emotional roller coaster, you know. We're not meant to be overwhelmed. We're not meant to be burned out. But yet that is the lingo that goes with moms. It's like, I'm a mom, dot, dot, dot. And I'm always burned out. I'm a mom, dot, dot, dot. And I'm always tired. And so what what you get to do is give yourself the permission. And then once you get the permission, the next hardest step is just deciding. So the permission and the decision is the hardest step. Because then once you just do it and you finally decide and make that choice, then you're, all the other choices and all the other steps are going to be able to follow from there. And that was something that was gifted for me from my own personal growth and me reaching out and having coaches of my own is that it's a decision. It's a decision. Mm-hmm. And when you decide and then give yourself that permission, then you can really start taking those steps. But it's 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 taboo. It's taboo to take care of ourselves. It's taboo. Like you said, you know, that word selfish, we grow up feeling like, well, you can't be selfish. You can't be selfish. And it's, that is, it's the changing of the narrative. It's the changing of the conversation. It's the changing of the story and giving yourself permission to write the story of your life that you really want. So I I would say that that's probably the hardest and the most difficult step that needs to be done first is giving yourself, it's, I guess, kind of two parts, giving yourself permission and deciding that you get to unapologetically be number one in your life. Oh my gosh. I feel like a bobblehead over here. I'm like nodding like, (laughs) yes, yes. Because we do put ourselves in these boxes and I'm guilty of it. Before I became a mom, like my idea of motherhood and the reality are two totally separate things. I don't know. I I created this like false yeah. narrative in my mind that it's going to be all rainbows and butterflies and I'm going to snuggle with my kids every single day and they're going to love me and never tell me they hate me and I'm going to have this perfect baby that sleeps through the night. You know, all of the things. And then when you don't, and when that reality is different, you get down on yourself. 
but really mm-hmm. like you were talking about it's self-imposed and we're mm-hmm. not meant to be constantly burnt out. I mean, at the end of the day, there's not a trophy you get for being the most burnt out mom. I think no, so. We, we think that there is, it's like, what are we striving for? We're missing the yeah, life I, in front of us. Yeah. And I think that's the narrative, you know, and one of the things I really try to talk about, you know, on my, my Instagram and my page and, and with moms and stuff like that is like, we, can we just stop the narrative that the only way you can be a good mom is to be a burnt out and exhausted mom. And I just think it's so unfair. It's so unfair because then when you feel like you're supposed to be exhausted and burnt out all the time, that's where you have to do everything. Like, like I have to do everything because I'm, I'm the mom, you know, and and in in my family, I was um, the one that carried my son. My wife did not carry. I carried my son or our son. So because I carried him, I'm supposed to do all these things, you know, that kind of stuff and whatever. But then when you carry, think about always having like putting more weight on you. Like I'm putting more weight on me and I'm doing all of this and I'm loading myself up. Eventually the body is going to crumble if the body's not solid, if the mind is not solid. If I'm not good, eventually I'm going to get to that point where I'm holding all of this extra weight and doing all of these extra things. I'm going to crack. And for me, I've experienced burnout a lot since I became a mother until I really started doing my work. And I really started giving myself permission to unapologetically be number one in my life. And I know it's very hard for moms to hear that, you know, moms ask the question, like, who's first? Like, who do you put first? And every time that I say me, they're like, what do you mean? Like, what does that even mean? You know, and I, you know, and then we have this type of conversation like this is just like, if if I'm not good, how can I be there for my wife? How can I be there for my son? If I'm broken and barely being put together or held together by scotch tape, not even duct tape, scotch tape, how can I possibly be there for my family and the loved ones and my career and all of these things that, that I desire to do, excuse me, desire to do in my life? And it's just, it's very hard for us when the wires are just what they are. When our mind is wired to believe that the only way that we can do it is if we're burned out and we just put everything on our own plate. Exactly. It is. (laughs) It really is. But I think part of it is just changing the narrative. Like you said, having these conversations and bringing that awareness to the table because Mm -hmm. our kids are constantly taking in information. They're watching us, whether we like it or not, we're leading by example and they're seeing Mm -hmm. how we're reacting to situations. So I'd much rather be that, that good example for my kids. Like, you know what? I'm not perfect, but I'm me. And you know, I, I need time for me too. And that does make you a better mom, but giving yourself the permission by making the decision that you can give yourself the permission. That's huge. And that right there is a game changer. And I think too, as moms, it can be hard for us to ask for help, to be willing to admit, you know what? I can't do this all by myself. But knowing, like you said, through community, building that community, knowing there's other people out there going through exactly what you are. You are not alone. You are not on an island alone. And I just think the more we can preach these messages to the world, we can change that narrative and go from being these burnt out, just exhausted women to really thriving. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. And isn't that what we want? Yes. Isn't that what we want? You know, one of one of my favorite quotes is it takes a village to raise a child. It does. It takes a village to raise a child. But I firmly believe that it takes a sisterhood to be a mother. It, it takes does. a sisterhood to be a mother. Reaching out to other moms. And it's okay that you and I are both moms and we are not experiencing motherhood the same. Right. But we can be there to, for each other. We can support each other. I live, my family, my wife and I are both mothers and we are not, we are not running the same course as mothers. You know, me being the birth mother, her not being the birth mother and, and trying to navigate how, yeah, we're both moms and it's not the same, but we can absolutely support each other. And I think you said it perfectly. I think realizing that you're not alone when you feel the most alone. And that I think for me, that was part of the thing. Um, I think kind of, I think you touched on it a little bit about like thinking that motherhood was going to be a certain way, because again, that's what the stories tell you. The stories tell you that it's going to be this magical thing, or you see stuff because a lot of us are not safe enough or don't feel safe enough to share our authentic truth. And the truth is, is that motherhood is hard and it's hard at all stages. It's hard at conception it's hard at pregnancy it's hard at birth it's hard at the first couple years the teenagers it's always motherhood is is difficult and it's hard but how can we move through those as the best version of ourselves and having that community and being like I'm not by myself but I'm feeling a little crazy it's nice to just hear girl I feel it too I feel it too maybe it's not the same situation but I'm feeling really lonely right now. And I just need someone that like can support me and have my back when all these emotions are coming up. And, and, and that's where community comes in. It's completely where community comes in. Exactly. And can I just say how much I loved how you touched upon knowing that you're not alone when you feel most alone. That right there is a game changer. It truly is. That statement has so much power to it because you're not alone and it's okay. Not every day is going to be easy and just showing up and being willing to embrace that and being authentic about it. And, you know, when you see another mom, you know, reach out to her and be like, Hey, are you doing okay? Are you really okay? You know, or are you just saying, Oh, everything's fine. Like, no, like start speaking up and say, you know, how you really feel because you need to be willing to accept that help and yeah. know that you're not alone on that journey. So moms, and I, I and want see, you, you yeah. need to write your permission slip, make the decision yeah. to write that permission slip for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think it's just very hard for moms to admit that they're alone when motherhood is supposed to be. And I, I keep saying supposed to, because again, this is, this is the box that we were put in. This is the stories that motherhood is supposed to be the most magical part of it. And, and it is, and it is once you're able to start putting yourself first, because then once you're able to do that, everything kind of falls in line. You know, the, the, the greatest gift that I could ever give my family is taking care of myself and doing the work for myself and releasing the things that I needed to release and deciding to change the generational stories that I carry from my parents and their parents. And, and, you know, I, I made the choice to do that work. And I'm, and I can tell you moms that are listening, once you start taking the time and, and give yourself the permission to do the work on yourself, 
everything feels lighter. I, I was, um, a very, I was a very heightened type of person where everything and anything would send me into a, I would have a physical response. And that comes from a lot of childhood stuff, trauma stuff that I've gone through and I've been able to, you know, navigate and work through that. But I didn't realize how much more it was going to exacerbate until I became a mom. So oh, yeah. I went through my own form of postpartum. Now they tell you that postpartum is that, that extreme, the separation, the, the accidental drownings, the, all of these like very like scary, scary things. Well, I went through it differently. I went through postpartum in a way that I could not physically leave my son. I couldn't leave him. And I think that that stemmed from two years of having a very difficult conception, getting to the point where I thought that I wasn't going to be able to carry and be a mother, infertility and all of that stuff. But I also think it's because I had other things going on in my body that he just kind of heightened to the next level because I never took the time to deal with them before. So it was so consuming to me where I couldn't leave him to go on a date with my wife. I couldn't leave him for my wife to be there and take care of him. I was like, let me do what I can help. I can do thinking that I was coming from a place of wanting to help, which I was, but subconsciously there was those other things going on in my body too, of just wanting to be completely consumed by him. And when you're only consumed by your baby or you're only consumed with everybody else, you break down. You it's like little chips are going to break that break you down. And that's why I've experienced burnout multiple times because it gets to the point where your body and your mind just physically and emotionally can't do it. And right. if you always are like, I'm going to push through it. Don't worry. Like you said, everything is fine. Moms, we got to stop that lingo. We got to drop that, that sentence right there because we need to be honest with ourselves. And that's where the help comes in, you know, being honest and saying, I need a break, you know, and one of the stories that my wife always shares with other moms is, and we share together is that there was one day she came home from work and she walked in the door and I looked at her and I was like, one of us isn't going to make it. It was just, I had gotten to the point where I was completely overflowing. Like I had nothing left. And I said, one of us isn't going to make it. So you either need to take him and go do something with him, or I need to get out of this house because I'm going to lose my mind right now. And I'm very lucky. She was like, go, go do yeah. something. And it, it could be something as simple as a five minute walk. It could be something simple as like going in your car and putting your favorite music on and just putting it super loud, whatever it is. But it wasn't until that point that I almost got to the point where I was going to lose my stuff mm -hmm. that I was like, I can't live like this. I can't feel like this. And imagine just feeling so heavy all the time where you almost can't breathe. We don't want to carry that weight, ladies. We want to be free and happy and actually enjoy our children. And that's something that I ask my moms all the time. Are you just with your children or are you present with your children? Do you, do you like mm -hmm. your kids? Do you enjoy being around them? Because it's different being like, yeah, I'm always with my kid. But if you're always angry at your kid, you're always frustrated with your kid. Like, are you actually spending time with him or her? You know, are you right. actually like in, in it, you know? And that comes from taking that step back. And I know that not every mom has the privilege or opportunity to have the help. Like I don't have family members around here. I have, it's me, my wife, she has an uncle here and we have one of our friends here, but 
I, and I'm going to come off a little bit blunt ladies. Like it's still not an excuse. You got to yeah. find your people. You got to find your community. You got to find the person or people that can be there and help you so that you can take a break and you get to fill that, fill your cup first, yeah. fill yourself up, feel good about you first so that you can be with your babies. Right. It's a life changer. Exactly. It's a game changer. It, it truly is. And just not making those excuses because there's a solution for everything. Everything is figure outable, but you just have to be willing to take that other perspective and look for it. And I'm so glad you shared that story because I distinctly remember going through the same thing. I hit my breaking point, you know, scotch tape's only going to hold us together for so long before it breaks. And yeah, there was a day after I had my first child that I was like, no, uh, my husband got home from work and I'm like, I, I can't do this. I just had to get out. And you just, you do, you have to sometimes hit rock bottom before you realize like something's got to give here. And, yeah. you know, sometimes that's life's wake up call as to, Hey, guess <laughs> what? You've ignored me. You've ignored yourself. So now we've gotten to this, this point of just complete and total exhaustion. So it's not selfish. Let's change that narrative and know that by putting yourself first, by putting yourself as number one, you're going to be a better mom. You're going to be more present with your children. You're going to enjoy life. And that's what it's about. It's meant to be lived. Yes. Yeah, it really, really is. And you know, the the hardest thing to realize is also the simplest thing to know is that it's a choice. Yep. Every decision that we make is a choice. And I always say, think of it like you're, you're at an intersection. And if you make the choice to go this way, you might not know what's going to happen over there. But if you make the choice to go this way to your right, you're going to follow whatever that path is. And if you make the choice to go to your left, that's going to be a different thing. But each step, each red light, is a choice. Each stop sign is a choice as you're traveling down this road. So, you know, something that I always say is that because I choose me first, and then I choose my marriage second, and then I choose my son third, everybody that's most important to me, we're good. We're yeah. good. Because if I'm not solid, then my marriage is gonna, isn't going to be solid. And if my marriage isn't solid, then we can't come together as the parents that we desire to be for our kid. So whenever people are like, you can't be selfish and put yourself first, every time that I choose to put myself first, I'm real, I'm realistically putting my son first, right? Because if I'm only focused on my son, which I was for a very long time, probably the first two and a half years of his life. And there were just times that I was like, my son hates me. My, my son and I would butt heads all the time. Like, does he actually, like, do I actually want to be around? Does he actually want me around? Am I actually being like, and you start to question all of these things. And, you know, there's times that I can remember when he was younger and I'm sitting around and he's, he's moving around. I'm so exhausted. I can't even get on the floor and play with him. I can't even be present with him because I'm so frustrated and I'm so overwhelmed and I'm so exhausted that I can't even do the one thing that I spent and thought for two years with trying to happen that wasn't going to happen. So if I, can, if I can also give you, gift you anything, moms, it's pause and be present and take a breath and really soak up every moment that you have with your babies. 
But in order to do that, you got to take care of yourself first. You got to really make the choice and every choice after. And it's hard. It's hard. Change is hard. Growth is hard. And there's no finish line. You know, we always like to talk about like, well, once I get there, then I'm going to do something else. If you're waiting for a finish line, ladies, there's no finish line. Like once right, you get right. to the next one, <laughs> there's the next, next one and there's the next one. And so, but be your biggest cheerleader, be your biggest support, you know? And I know that it's hard to do that, especially when we are just wired, excuse me, we are wired as mothers and women to always be in a place of service. I am meant to be in a place of service to every single person that is in my life. You got to turn that around and give yourself a little bit of that too and do that first so that you can really start pouring into every other aspect of your life. Oh my goodness. So, so good. Colleen, where can we learn more about you? Well, the best place to find me is on Instagram and my handle is at I am Colleen Glinton with a G. <laughs> G-L-I-N-T-O-N. Um, that's the best place to find me. Um, you can also find me on my website, ColleenGlintonFitness.com. Um, those are the best two places to find me right now. Um, yeah. Perfect. We will be sure to check those out. Colleen, thank you again for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk with us today and share some incredible value that we all need to hear. Thank you so much. I just am so honored to be able to um, to connect with more moms and just really just let you guys know, like, you're not alone. You're not alone. And the only way to not feel alone is to reach out your hand and ask for help. And we're out there. We're all out there rooting for you. We're all out there thinking of you, sending you high energy, sending you high vibes, sending all the strength that you need. And if you just feel like that you're drowning there's a life jacket out there for you. We've thrown it out for you. You just have to grab it. We're there. We're there waiting for you and you don't have to do it by yourself. Oh choose my gosh. You, choose you. I promise you it's the greatest gift that you can give your children is by choosing you. Absolutely. Well, until next time, stop dreaming and start taking messy action. You've got this. Are you loving what you're hearing? Do us a favor and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. 